everybody, and welcome to Cold Cut, the show where none of the actors have read the script until you see them receiving it live on air. We are working on the story, How Do You Survive the 21st Century? And this episode is written by Ian O, based on a concept by Declan Grogan. What was high school like? Looking back, what is something you wish you did in high school that you were unable to do? It's junior year, and there is an important U.S. history exam coming up. Josie, Jackie, and Lexi are at the restaurant studying. Jackie has notes on everything with different colored highlights on the page. Jackie's stressing. Lexi is also stressed, but less than Jackie. Josie's not worried at all. Kellen and John join the group after finishing basketball practice. They're both exhausted, but Kellen quietly joins in the studying. John orders a burger. Josie asks for one as well. John's not concerned about the exam. He gets good grades and pays attention in class. Jackie focuses too much on taking notes in class and instead of listening to the teacher. Josie and John ask why everyone is so worried about the test. They all give their reasons. John falls asleep before his food comes out and the others wonder how John gets such good grades when he doesn't even seem to try. Josie and Jackie fall into an argument as they are opposites of each other in terms of goals. Josie leaves after Jackie implies Josie's lack of drive comes from being in a divorced family. The next day, Lexi talks to Jackie about apologizing to Josie. John and Kellen complain about basketball. And at lunch, Jackie apologizes unsuccessfully, and the group is cramming at the last minute to study. Everyone takes the test, then Jackie successfully apologizes to Josie, finally. After a week, the grades come out, John and Jackie get an A, Lexi and Kellen get a B plus, and Josie receives a B minus. Before the basketball game, they talk about how everything they do is to prepare for college. They think about how to live in the moment, and Josie helps them find the answer. And without further ado, I would love to introduce you to the cast of How'd You Survive the 21st Century? Cast, when I give your name, please discuss the character that you are playing and your predictions for this episode. Now, we are doing something a little new now in that I tell you the title of the episode in this segment, so you kind of get an idea as to what might get covered to help form the discussion around and help you come up with your ideas as to what you think we might be discussing based on some of the patterns that we have seen so far. So first off is Carl, Carl Jung. Hello, hello. My name is Carl. And I play the role as John in this story. And as we know so far, or those who have not heard of the story before, John is a grade A student that focuses hard onto his work. He doesn't seem to like his work. He seems to be focused more on trying to get through the daily grind and always for some reason gets into awkward situations that is completely out of his control. If I have to take a guess of what John and his friends will come up with together, then the, the gang will have to face some form of, I guess, controlling parents would be a, an interesting theme that I can see happening. Well, the theme is religion. The title of this oh, episode religion. is religion. Oh. Huh. That's actually going to be completely new. But that could still tie in with controlling parents. I mean, my guess is parents not forcing, but trying to push their kids into whatever potential religion that they believe in. 
and children started questioning those beliefs. And I suppose let's see where that goes from there. Great. And Crystal Lee. Hello. My name is Crystal, and I play Josie in the story, as well as Eileen, one of John's kids in the future. And yeah, so far we've seen that Josie is like very much against the grain of like the typical like Asian stereotypical, you know, student life, like focusing on studying and whatnot. Josie's not about any of that. She's very much about living in the moment. So thinking about religion and how she would, I guess, her relationship with religion, I think it really depends on how she's experienced it with her family. Because I mean, I don't have much of a religious background, but I did like my parents did have like some religious inclinations, like we would go to church when I was really young, that kind of thing. So I'm wondering if Josie experiences something similar. And similarly to her attitude towards like studying and other things that are more conventional for her friends, I have a feeling that she'd be more rebellious about it. Like, you know, screw religion. I'm going to live my life how I want to, that kind of thing. I feel like that's the kind of attitude I'd, I'd expect from Josie from what we've seen so far. But I'm really interested to see how we explore that and her relationship with her family to religion as well, just like John was saying. And Jacob Sung. Hi, I'm Jacob, and I play, well, I'm the sister, not sister, brother of Eileen in, in the future, John and Lexi's kid. And I also play Kellen, back from the past. And who Kellen is, is he's kind of a hard-skinned guy, or at least a wannabe of one, because we know that he's he, he does that banner thing where he kind of ribs his friends, uh, makes those kinds of jokes, but but he also has a soft side. And he asks, like, some... Um, um, some really seemingly heartfelt questions to to his friends when they're when they're feeling down. So I have that understanding of Kellen, but I'm actually interested in I, I feel like my prediction for this episode is just by rotation of characters, I feel like Kellen hasn't got into any like real conflict yet. So I'm hoping that something like that will happen with Kellen in it. And yeah, just kind of a meta view, but that's that's what I'm expecting. Wonderful. And Lisa Von Werder. Hi, I'm Lisa. I play Lexi. And to be honest, playing somebody who comes from like the Midwest and like a small town area, I feel like there's a good chance that like Lexi or her parents have some sort of like Protestant Christian thing going on. Well, I don't know. We'll see. But I feel like there's not all that many like religious stereotypes with Asian families. So I'm like kind of interested to see what gets brought up. And I'm especially intrigued to see if I think it's Jackie's astrology thing. I wonder if that's going to get tied in because that can be like a really hardcore belief system or can just be like something fun and like not religious at all. So I'm intrigued about that part. Well, and speaking of Astrid and your intrigue with Jackie... We have Astrid WS. Hi, guys. This is Astrid. So I play Jackie. I think she's more of the odd duck of the entire group. She's meant to be somebody who's really gullible, lacks self-confidence, really passive, but really, really tightly wound. So she has tiger parents. And just like Jacob said, I think John and Jackie kind of already had their episodes. So it's probably going to focus more on the Lexi, Kellen, or Josie. I think because Jackie has such a, she's made a couple references in the last couple episodes in terms of the astrology stuff, I think she's going to fight somebody else again. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I personally don't have any religious stuff, so it'll be in- interesting to see what happens. Who do you predict she might butt heads with? I kind of think she's going to butt heads with Lisa, so Lexi's character. Lexi's character, um, you know, being from the Midwest, not growing up in Southern California like the rest of them, 
I feel like maybe she probably didn't have a lot of Asian friends. So there may be a difference in how she was brought up compared to the other four. I think Josie's just going to be chill. She's just always chill. <laughs> but, I mean, Kellen and Lexi kind of need an episode right now. So probably one of those two. So based on kind of what we have seen so far about what E&O has to say about things like social media or education, this episode is religion. How do you feel this will be explored thematically? What do you think religion of now or the current era that's being explored in the the high school segments versus the future segments? What do you think religion looks like in the 2042 where the segments with with John and Lexi's children are taking place. I feel like John and Lexi, considering we're talking about really deep philosophies and such, maybe they, because we know they got married, maybe they're from different religious backgrounds, maybe they're the ones biting heads, maybe Jackie isn't going to do much Mm. fighting amongst them. But yeah, somebody definitely is is not going to have the same beliefs as somebody else. Definitely going to be in conflict somewhere. I feel like optimistically, we could hope for like more, I I don't know if tolerance is the right word, but it's like more acceptance with like different kinds of religions. I feel like that's where we're headed generally as a trend. So I feel like maybe in the 2040s, it's kind of like, oh man, like we had friends that were like bullied for their religious beliefs in high school. Like, I feel like that could be an easy juxtaposition to make, or at least one that like followed the trends of like previous episodes. Yeah, similarly to that, I feel like I totally agree. Like the current trend is that I think the younger generation, fewer and fewer people identify as religious. And so I would expect to see something like that carry on into like the 2040s and maybe see an evolution in like maybe people don't need structural like structured belief systems that would be like defined as like secular religion. Maybe they just maybe it's a lot more about just philosophy at that point. I don't know. I just really strongly feel that one of the characters is kind of going to convert for another character in the future. I don't feel like religions, you know, tolerance, yes, but I don't feel like religion changes much throughout the decades. Like people are going to believe what they believe because that's how they're born. But in terms of the tolerance, you know, maybe somebody's converting for somebody else, which I have seen happen with my friends now that we're older. Converting for somebody else, this would usually happen in in good terms, right? What exactly... Does this converting for somebody else go on? 100%. Good term. So when you grow, like, when you start dating somebody, you kind of want to, you know, share the same belief systems in terms of finances, money, you know, same thought processes. Because when you have kids together, and we know two of the characters have kids together, how do you want them to be raised? You kind of want to be on the same page when you raise them. So sometimes, you know, when one person, if their religion is a huge part of who they are, they're going to want their significant other to also share that belief or, you know, be open to the idea of converting, maybe not converting all the way, but just, you know, having the same ideologies, similar ideologies, maybe not same ideologies. I see. Right. And I think maybe maybe learning to love someone that's of a particular faith, you become less of an outside looking in and it becomes a little more a part of your everyday life with your partner And you're able to kind of see how it works, how it functions, how it helps. And I imagine that would make it a much more comforting prospect for some people. The last question is that I want to kind of build off of something Crystal just said, where she talks about how 
fewer and fewer people are identifying as religious. Now, if we are going with the prediction, particularly what Lisa said, where things are kind of starting to swing in a less religious direction in the 2042s, do you think it will swing into a hostile direction or do you think it will be more like live and let live attitude? Because this does take place in the States. (laughs) And we see every day the way that religious extremism, not not religion, but religious extremism hurts people. And it has become basically so engulfed in our everyday life that that's the reason why so many people are becoming pushed away from religion. Do you think it is a hostile split or a live and let live split where maybe the extremism has kind of calmed down a little bit? It's not as prevalent. (laughs) (laughs) I want to take an optimistic uh, view here. Okay, uh, for my older folks, is it is it true that you get mellower with age, or now are you getting more rigid? Is it like is that a thing? <laughs> Depend- it depends on the experience. Folks, he said, "Yeah, it really depends." <laughs> it depends on what you go through. It depends how yeah emotionally vulnerable you are. Okay, because I'm thinking that like as I get older, dude, I don't even know, man. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Let's preface this with that. Um, but if I feel, I see myself putting my, I'm not even religious. So that's even better. No, it's not. But like, I see myself putting any, the more things, more, the more like staunch underlying tenant type things I have in my head that I put in the backseat, I find it easier to make friends with people. So yeah, probably in the uh, opposite direction, not towards hate. What do y'all think? That was such a non-answer. I'm not even sure. This kind of no, it was this a is answer. pretty much a prediction of of like how we each think about like humanity as a whole, like not to just go off the rails, but like I'm optimistic that people learn to let other people live and not try and dictate what other people's lives should be because at the end of the day, you have your values, I have my values, and we'll each live each other like we'll each live our lives and you know that kind of thing. I'd love to believe that that attitude becomes more prevalent because that's what I see among people in our generation. And the younger folks. But, like, yeah, no. So I'm optimistic. But I could, I mean, it's also, you you do see a lot of hate. And, like, and when people are raised in silos where it's, like, your entire community believes a certain thing. It's, there's so many documentaries detailing just how difficult it is to break out of that. So it's also possible for it to swing in the direction of, like, hate. And everybody, everybody's trying to control other people that kind of thing. I could see that happening because lots of stuff has been happening even in the past year related to that I really don't want to dive into the muck because I just, yeah, but well if we spend too much time in the muck we're not gonna be able to read the script so <laughs> you know it kind of works out there anyways okay platform will you please send the scripts to everybody actors when you receive yours give me a thumbs up so that I know when to start don't Forget that we are now Twitch affiliates. If you have not hit that subscribe button, now's a really good time to do so. All right, let's go ahead and get started. How to survive the 21st century. Episode three, religion. Written by E and O. Scene one, present day, 2042. Okay. I still have a lot more questions. Um, this next one is on religion. I thought the next question was going to be on education. Yeah, but for some reason, the social part of education is one of the later topics, and I just want to go by the numbers. So, uh, growing up, were you religious? 
And if so, how did religion play a part in your life? What were the societal opinions on religion? Wow, okay, big question. Your father and I actually had a good discussion about this the winter of senior year. We were at Moshmo's. Scene two. At Moshmo's, Lexi and Jackie are talking at a table. John is grabbing food. I went to this fortune teller the other day, and she had a crystal ball and everything. What did she say? Well, she talked about how big news are ahead of me. Apparently, how I respond to it shows what kind of person I am. Maybe I should go find out if Daniel likes me. How has that been? You two flirt all the time. Oh my gosh, he's such a gentleman. Ah, I don't know, we FaceTimed like five times this past week. Daniel's so... John walks back with food for the group. He overhears a bit of what Lexi just said. Uh, do you ever think that going to a fortune teller and reading horoscopes every day is the same as shaking a magic eight ball? Uh, uh, no way. The answers on an eight ball are just so vague, they fit into any situation. You know, for someone who is so smart, you are extremely gullible. What do you mean? You have book smarts, but no street smarts. Just because I believe something that you don't doesn't make it wrong. Yeah, I guess you're right. But it goes against my religion. How does it go against Catholicism? Well, it's placing your faith in something else other than God. Never thought about it that way. Still, isn't that every other religion? Jackie gets up out of her seat. <sighs> yes, but it's not his religion. Okay, I gotta go pick up my little sister from Tudor. I'll see you all later. Adios. See you later. Jackie leaves. Uh, I'm glad that you're Catholic too. Sometimes I feel like the only Korean Catholic here. What if we all just have one religion? That'd be nice, but very dystopian. 1984. Frick, you just reminded me about the lit assignment on 1984. It does suck, though, that because we're Christian, we have certain labels that go with us. Yeah, the world is definitely becoming more and more secular. At least, that's what it feels like. Anyways, um, Lexi. Josie and Kellen arrive. Where's Jackie? She had to pick up her sister from Tudor. What were you saying, John? Oh. Nah, it was nothing. Kels, what's wrong? Did you need her for something? I wanted to tell y'all something, but Josie's not here, so it's chill. What is it? And it can wait. What were you two talking about? Did John bring up anything? Kellen, shut up. No, he didn't. Why? Is there special news? Jackie said that she's expecting big news. <laughs> no, th there is no news. We were talking about religion. About how all religions are cults? <laughs> Low-key facts. What exactly is the definition of a cult? Uh, according to Google, it is um, a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. Huh. Now, what's the definition of religion? Uh, hold on one sec. Okay, got it. It is the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god or gods. <laughs> Seems the same to me. I know you two are Christian, but I do not duck with it. Aren't your parents Christian? Uh, yeah, my mom more so, but if I came out to them as lesbian, they'd go crazy. Even though my dad wants me to go to church, he doesn't force me, so that's a plus when I stay with him. My mom makes me go, and it's just so freaking weird. If I was LGBTQ, I think my parents wouldn't know how to react because it would be so unexpected, but I feel like they'd still love me. 
What about you, Kellen? I've thought about it before. You have? Well, I'm Buddhist, and to be honest, I don't even know if there is anything said about homosexuality. I, I feel like as long as a relationship is based on love and suffering is avoided, it's okay, but that's just in terms of religion. My parents would still flip out. Your dad is scary, bro. Yeah, they're hardcore traditional and conservative, and there's like this already existing homophobia in Asian culture, so I don't know. Seems like you've thought about this before. We should get going, John, or should I say Captain? Yes, fellow Captain. Let us embark on this journey to the last first volleyball practice of high school. John and Kellen leave to go to volleyball practice. After a bit, Jackie comes back. So where's my food? I ate it. What? I was going to come back and eat it. Well, you snooze, you lose. Did John and Kellen go to practice? I haven't even seen Kellen all day today except for at lunch. Mm-hmm. You'll see him tomorrow when we go to downtown Disney. Then he can tell us whatever he was waiting to tell us. He want us to tell us something? Yeah, but then he and John left. It's only been a bit, but I was just trying to get Josie to see why religion is beneficial. <laughs> and I keep telling her that it is limiting. I don't want to go to confession every time I break the rules. Didn't you steal alcohol from the liquor store last weekend? Yes, and it was great. No, that was theft. <laughs> I agree with Josie. Organized religion is weird. Just make your own destiny. Okay, that's not valid coming from you. <sighs> Why? Come on, your faith is focused around receiving notification from an app based on your zodiac sign. It's not a faith. I just don't see why I should follow religions that have been the cause of so much pain and war in history. It's not all that. I mean, you're right, but, um... Fine, I will prove it to both of you that there is more to practicing religion than the politics of it. <laughs> I doubt it, but okay. Okay, for one, I support the LGBTQ community. Two, I support the right to abortion. We know who you are, Lexi, but saying the opposite of what the church has traditionally followed doesn't really prove anything. Fine. I don't get why you two are so opposed to it. Religion doesn't limit me and my free thought. It's just that there's so much shame and hate associated with religion, though. People like to preach how it's all about love, but I feel like people don't follow what they preach. Yeah, go down to Huntington Beach. I guarantee you there is some dude holding up a sign saying we're all going to burn in hell because we're not Christian. Mm. Yeah, that does happen. Give me some time to think about it. Scene 3. John and Kellen finished volleyball practice, and Kellen is driving John home. Bro. You had time all alone with Lexi today. What are you going to say something? You've liked her then, then stopped, then liked her, then stopped, and then liked her, then stopped. Yeah, but I can't say anything about it. She likes Daniel. I, I can't just change her mind. Plus, Daniel is our friend, and I'm pretty sure he's into her too. He's our teammate. Bro, quit trying to make other people happy. When are you going to be happy? Maybe you could go talk to her tomorrow when we go to downtown Disney. Nice guys finished last. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We can't have Coach know we went to volleyball practice today. We're still technically in the basketball season. Bro, screw him. We're seniors and the captains of the volleyball team. We have to be at volleyball. Isn't it kind of crazy how some schools don't even have boys volleyball? Yeah, because there's this stigma that volleyball is somehow gay. Hey, um, if I was gay, what would our friendship look like? Bro, if you love me, just say it. No, seriously. 
<laughs> I mean, I'd be extremely caught off guard, but nothing would change. Really? Yeah. What the duck? You're still the same person, but I mean, it doesn't matter because you're not. Why are you silent? Well, yeah. The two arrive at John's house. Yeah, what? John. What? You know that thing I wanted to tell you, all of you, but I couldn't because Josie wasn't there? Yeah? What I want to say is that I'm gay, actually. No jokes. Oh, dead ass? <laughs> dead ass. No cap? No cap. Well, I'll be damned! My best friend is a homosexual! <laughs> <laughs> All the same, right? <laughs> Dude, bro, hell yeah! I know I don't say it often, but I love you, man. I'm proud and thankful that you've told me. Am I the first one that you've told? Yeah. What? Even before Jackie? Mm -hmm. I really wanted to tell everyone at the same time, but I guess it all works out for the better. It just felt more natural to tell you now. You're not into me then, are you? Am I going to have to give you a kiss? Dude, no. Quit playing. John's mom notices that John and Kellen are in the car and opens the door to welcome John home. His mom waves hi to Kellen. Hey, mom! Come here! Bro, what? John's mom walks over. Mom, Ke Kellen just... Wait, I shouldn't be the one telling her. Uh, why? What? It's okay. Hello, Mrs. O. John's mom tells Kellen, Oh, you've been practicing Korean. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, I just told John some big news. John's mom exclaims, Did you get an early decision to Claremont McKenna? Oh, no, no, I, I find that out in January. I told him something a little more personal. I, um, this is even scarier than when I told John. I came out to John as gay. John's mom hugs Kellen and invites Kellen in for dinner. No, no, I, I should be going home. Come on, bro. It's only 5.30 and it's a Friday. One hour. Don't try to be polite. John's mom insists and Kellen comes in for dinner. Scene four. Present day, 2042. What did Grandma cook that night? I'm hungry. Wow, I'm surprised that I remember. We had brugogi for dinner. Dad, I want brugogi. We need to go to the market for that. It's too late right now. I was thinking we could just cook up some ramyeon tonight. Gosh, I can't wait to go to Uncle Kellen's again and have pho. That was really cool how you were the first one he came out to, but weird. I mean... I didn't even have to tell you all that. I am gay. Oh, no, duh. You came home all dreamy because of Derek. Even a 10-year-old could tell. Yeah, at that time you told people and that was how you came out. In some parts of the U.S. today, it's still something that happens. Really? Okay, well, that's how Dad found out. How did you find out? Well, the next day we went to downtown Disney. Scene 5. The group of friends are sitting down for dinner before the fireworks. The waiter just got their order. I've never eaten at the Jazz Kitchen. You've also only been to Disneyland, like, once. Yeah, I've been to Disneyland more than you have, and you had a 14-year head start on me. No, I didn't. 
Oh, that's right. You moved here from the Philippines. Yeah. I feel so fancy here listening to jazz. What was it you wanted to tell us, Kels? Oh, yeah. Um, disclaimer, I already told John. What? Clearly favoritism. That's uh, because we're not bros. Okay, okay. So I wanted to tell you all that, um... Mm-hmm. LOL. This is low-key weird because I feel like people don't do this while going out with friends and having dinner. Kels. Yeah, so I wanted to tell you wonderful ladies that I am gay. What? what? No wonder you've never had a girlfriend. I've done a lot of crazy things, but this was the most unexpected. <laughs> Not saying it's bad, but pop off, King. Congrats on coming out. I've never had anyone come out to me before. Don't judge me. What? I should be nervous about you all judging me. We love you, Kellen. We've judged you on a lot of things before, but right now, just know that we are so happy for you. <laughs> yes, King! We said period! Oh, yeah! Have you told your parents? No, I'm, I'm not ready. I, I don't know what the reactions would be. Like, I know it's 2019, but their heads are stuck in 1980. I feel like they wouldn't react like your mom. <laughs> Mrs. O found out before us? It's not a competition, Jackie. You're right. What did your mom say? Oh, she hugged him and invited him for dinner. We had dinner together. What? Isn't your mom, like, hardcore Catholic? Well, yeah. We go to church every Sunday, and she goes in the morning sometimes before I get dropped off at school. Uh, she didn't act weird? Nope. Yeah, I was pretty surprised by her reaction, too. I feel like she used to be against the idea of homosexuality, but as I got older, she kind of progressed with the times. It was interesting to me. I think she wants to get a tattoo to, like, fight against the Korean Catholic mom expectations. Your mom is so cool. I love Mama O. Wow, that's kind of interesting that she didn't react in a weird way. Yeah, I invited Kellen to tell her because I knew, I kind of knew she'd be chill. She told me that love isn't meant for a select group of people. It's meant for all. That's so awesome! See? Religion doesn't decide everything. It really doesn't, though. Yeah, it's a big part of my life. But it's more like a guide to just become a better person. Still, not everyone is like John's mom. Well, first of all, no one is like John's mom. Mama O is precious. Facts. Second of all, everyone has their own problems. <laughs> so you're saying Mama C ain't perfect? She's not perfect, but neither is, is any of us here. Uh, there's still a chance for people who hate because of differences. Like the other day at In-N-Out, I ordered a cheeseburger without the cheese, and the register dude looked at me funny. Like, what's her problem? I think you're just weird. Who the hell orders a cheeseburger without the cheese? Uh, I do? So I tipped him a penny. That's more disrespectful than not tipping at all. But fighting hate with hate isn't a solution. It's like we've lost the ability to just talk with others. Instead, we just tip a penny. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe we should talk about this later. This is Kellen's night. Yeah, Kells, this is your night. No, don't stop. Understand each other. I will allow it for 15 more minutes or until the food comes out. <laughs> I am currently famished. Well, so what I'm saying is that... Unfortunately, hate is not exclusive. With that said, neither is love. I mean, you see the waiter. All the friends turn their heads. Not all at once. 
The waiter is fumbling around and is awkward taking orders. The friends all turn their heads back. I couldn't tell which one you were talking about. Sucks for you, bro. The one over there. It looks like his first day on the job. Now, that waitress? All the friends turn their heads. Stop looking at the same time! The waitress is smiling and taking orders well. A table she is serving gets up, and there is a big tip left on the table. Damn, look at that tip. Okay, okay, now, um, don't look all at once. The waiter over there. All the friends turn their heads at the same time. Bruh, you guys suck. The waiter does not look happy to be where he is. That's a fat mood. Okay, well, they're all different, right? Sure, the queen is getting really good tips, but at the end of the day, they all get paid the same per hour. I feel like this analogy is getting a little long. Looks more like management isn't hiring the right people. I would kill at this job. No, you'd kill because you'd drop bowl of gumbo on someone's head. Anyways, life seems different for all three of them. They may get different tips at the end of the day, but they're all paid the same per hour. Just like how, even if we're all different, we're still loved the same. But what does that say about becoming a better person? If they're feeling like poop on one day, they still have the next day to earn more tips. Well, we're poor high school students, so it doesn't matter who you are. You are not getting good tips. My point is that they have a new day to improve on their performance just like I do. Nobody wants bad customer service, so like at the end of the day, everyone wants the waiters and waitresses to get better. So for you, going to church allows you to accept what you've done and make attempts to live better? Exactly. In a community that wants the best for me. And I totally get why you two don't practice religion. It's your choices and that's the beauty of free will. Yeah. I don't wake up every day thinking, I want this to be a bad day. I mean, no, I want it to be good. As long as we are better people than the day before. I like that. I like that too. And I just want to eat. Where the hell is our waiter? I demand food now. The waiter is standing right behind him with the food. Uh... Kellen. Kellen turns around. Oh, er, uh, sorry. Ah, uh, our friend here is a little impatient. Haha. <laughs> I guess you have to tip better now. The food comes out and the group of friends enjoy their dinner. Scene six. After dinner, the group goes to get beignets to snack on before the fireworks show. Josie, Jackie, let's go wait in line. Uh, Lexi, could you and John grab seats for fireworks? Yes, sir. Kellen looks at John as if to say, go do your thing. John and Lexi walk away to find spots. Huh, what a great night, huh? Yeah, I'm so happy for Kellen, but I never would have thought. Oh yeah, me too. I've known him for a ducking long time, and I didn't even know. Imagine how it must have felt to hide it so much, though. Yeah, it must have been difficult. Ooh, there's a good spot right there. Yeah, you have great eyes. Christmas is around the corner. I swear winter is always coughing season. It really is. <laughs> Maybe it's the birth of Jesus that gets everyone in the feeling of love. Maybe it's the cold that gets people wanting someone to hold. Yeah, um, uh, Lexi. Uh-huh? It, it's been on and off for me, but it's something I want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I, uh, I'm sure you've been able to tell, but 
Uh, I've had feelings for you. Always. I've just been fluctuating on whether or not I actually like you. Aren't feelings and liking someone the same? I don't know. Maybe. John, I I have feelings for someone else. Is it Daniel? Mm-hmm. I wish you would have told me earlier. Bad timing? Yeah. I'm sorry, John. I just like someone else, and you've grown into such a brother to me. I mean, you're my best guy friend, and I think you should stay that way. Yeah, I, I guess. D Daniel's a great guy. <laughs> you don't need to do that. I, I, I know. The two sit awkwardly, waiting for their friends to come back. Scene 7. Mom, you bro-zoned dad? I did. Yeah, it sucked. Big heartbreak then. Jeez, right before 2020. Yep, I was simping hard. What does simping mean? Uh, it's slang from when your dad and I were younger. In simple terms, he just loved me very much. Maybe to his own detriment. But it all worked out in the end, so it was not to my own detriment. That was a great story, though. I didn't know that's what happened with Uncle Kellen. I know he brought a little bit of politics into it, but in some ways, religion was synonymous with political stance. All good. I feel like my next question will hit even deeper. End scene. End episode three. Wah! Great job, everybody. So lots of, lots of big moments in this. I do want to acknowledge that we did actually get a new subscriber while you were performing. Thank you, Anthony Crute one We also got some clarification in the chat regarding the difference between religion and a cult uh, from Starlord51, who is one of our subscribers. Funnily enough, by IRS definitions, the only difference between a cult and a religion is the size. So all religions start out as a cult. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had no idea. That is very, <laughs> very, very interesting. I love I've that it's the that IRS. Yeah, that's something I need. I definitely want to look into more. I imagine if it's the if the IRS says that, then so too it would also probably apply to something like the census as well, because it's still a federal document. That is so fascinating. Have any of you all seen that Wired video of like a, a cult member answers questions about cult, like, and it's like, how many people does it? It's like the minimum for it to be like called a cult. What did she answer? Was it was it yes? Wait, for like two people? I didn't even ask the question. <laughs> no, I never I never saw that video. That sounds okay. so fascinating. I don't recommend it. I'm going to watch it after this. I'm just surprised it's not some brainwashed answer like, eternal darkness and suffering for our savior, the dark lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm guessing the IRS thing too also has to do with whether or not it registers as a nonprofit. <laughs> oh, also probably sure. that it all comes down to taxes. I mean, yeah, welcome to America. That would explain why the tax, why the IRS has a thought about that. Oh, that's right. America so, yeah. has IRS. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, um, a lot. Most of our our churches and synagogues and and mosques and and temples, they're typically not taxed. They're usually considered nonprofits. So. Very interesting episode, though, and it did parallel with some of the predictions that you had about changing views on religions. Astrid nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Were there any surprises, though, about 
character beats that you thought were coming, the ways that that religion seems to be portrayed in the future. What surprised you? I think it kind of surprised me that this kind of, uh, it more turned into religion and homosexuality rather than like just like religion. It was kind of nice to be playing Lexi being like, hey, religion's not all that bad. And it was great that our, like, my beliefs and Lexi's beliefs kind of matched up actually rather well. But yeah, I didn't expect a coming out. <laughs> and that was awesome. That was so fun. Any of y'all by any chance expect Kellen to come out? I was expecting Josie to come out. That surprised me less. I was like, okay. Yeah. When Jos- yeah, Josie was like so nonchalant about it. I was like, I could see that. But the- when two of them came out, I was like, oh, okay. That's that's good, but I wasn't expecting it. Lexi had a very interesting perspective, I thought, about while she belongs to, you know, as of 2019, Catholic Church still doesn't really accept the LGBTQIA plus community. But Lexi herself did, as did John, as did John's mother. And I liked the, the little detail that his mom was able to change with the times. She wasn't so heavily orthodox that the entire time she clung to an anti-queer stance. Do you get the impression that the future is closer to something like John, Lexi, and John's mother's viewpoints? Do you feel like maybe, do you predict that maybe the church as an institution has changed its perspective in line with, with the Catholic characters in this story? You definitely do see that, though, where people over time would understand because it comes down to the person. Ultimately, it comes down to the individual's whole life experiences because there's always going to be someone who their whole life has lived through some type of culture, some type of method they've raised over the years. And to suddenly say, huh, maybe I was wrong for 50 years of my life. That just completely rocks and shatters their whole worldview so I can definitely see why people would want to stay, maybe not denial, but stay like hidden from that part. But you do see more and more people that want to change, that want to say, huh, maybe we should understand what other people are and follow what other people are going through. Because if they're thriving and if they're doing really well with this new modernized mindset, maybe then logically it must make sense that I should follow along and study from it too. So I think that's where the positivity of change comes in, where people thinking, huh, if this works and if this changes for the better, then why don't we apply that? So I do think it's definitely possible, even though you'll still get some people that I guess cannot handle anything shattering with the truth. Mm. Yeah, kind of going along with that, if I can just break in my personal experience, my husband was raised between Protestant churches and Orthodox churches as an Orthodox Christianity. And we are like currently going to an Orthodox church. And I've actually been really drawn to that and that community because the Orthodox church, despite like existing since the very beginning of Christianity, has like evolved and developed to kind of include a lot of things that draw people in versus shutting them out. Like, they evolved their wedding ceremony so that Orthodox people can get married to non-Orthodox people. And, like, because of that, I've been kind of, like, looking into it as, like, adopting it as my own, um, like Astrid was talking about earlier. So it's, like, 
I think there's definitely a place and space in religion for that kind of evolution. It's just kind of, it's up to like people to take that on. Hmm. So, you know, okay. You know how like uh, when the Romans invaded uh, Britain way back then, back in those days for you old folks, um, uh, it was like they were pagans and then they started incorporating like the Roman gods, you know, the Olympic gods in, into their own religion. And that's like kind of how religion melds throughout a lot of history. But do you think nowadays for religion to change, it has to be like a different religion melding with it? Or can it be like, or if it is, which religion do you think it is today? Or if it isn't, then what's the other big idea or philosophy that's causing Catholicism to change how we're seeing it in this episode? That was a lot of questions. That was a weird question. <laughs> no, it was a great question. I just don't know how to crack this puzzle. Huh? If I may, I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic schools, went to Catholic college. So I have seen a lot of change over time because there are a lot of things about the current pope that I entirely disagree with. But he has been doing and saying a lot of things that I think reflected on what a lot of Catholics that you meet on the day-to-day would themselves agree with. And I feel like rather than a trickle down, it has become in some ways a trickle up. The current Pope is very vocal about climate change. Mm. Very vocal about taxing billionaires, which is very unpopular with a lot of donors. (laughs) Very vocal about, I think he came out recently and even did an encyclical, if not an encyclical, and at least an essay supporting a universal basic income to start combating poverty. And while his stance on LGBTQ is not advanced in the level that we're seeing from Lexi John and John's mother in this it is reflecting what I am seeing as a pattern of, because if you if you talk 10 years ago to Catholics about climate change, pretty much all of them would agree that it's a real problem. I, I went to a Catholic college that had a very robust and very popular environmental science program. And a lot of it was concerned with combating climate change as well as ecological stability and the relationship between that and poverty. But that was not something that I was necessarily hearing the church itself talk about. And that is something that I'm hearing it talk about now. So any positive changes that I think might be happening in Catholicism would be an upward flow where they're beginning to have leadership that reflects what the Catholics that you talk to on the day-to-day basis are themselves believing and are themselves concerned with, if the changes are made at all. That's just my two cents speaking from the inside out. Yeah, I think like Kellen being Buddhist. It's just going forward, we'll definitely, it's definitely that an example of that trickle up thing that Meredith was talking about. It's how being with people of different people changes you like that. What do you believe? Kellen had a very beautiful way of phrasing the relationship between being gay and Buddhist in that as long as you love and don't cause suffering. Hmm. That's a very beautiful thought. And I think that's one that that all, you know, most faiths would be, would do well to, to adapt. And that would not really change, I think, the fundamental 
core of what they are trying to teach and trying to say. But something that I really like about O O's writing this is how positive it is. This is great. Yeah, we're not looking at a depressing dystopian future. I mean, if we pull out at the very end and it's like everything is radioactive and it's, you know, this it's bad and I, that wouldn't fit. This seems like it's a very hopeful and optimistic piece that that has a very open-hearted but realistic look at what the future could look like. It doesn't sound like the future is without problems and is utopian. But I love the idea that we're being pushed in a more positive direction and a, and a hopeful direction. It's a very nice counterpoint to what we're seeing both in our own reality as well as in many of the dystopian fiction pieces that have kind of become the most popular. It's also nice to know that Lexi and John ended up with having those similar religious mm-hmm. views because that means it's easier to raise the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was super, like, in that same vein, I thought it was super lovely how Nico was like, I never really had, like, a coming out thing. It's like, yeah, because, like, you didn't have to. It's like, it's, you know, like, not saying that there weren't pockets of, like, like Lexi was saying, like, not that there weren't pockets of society where you still have to kind of go through that process. But uh, the fact that it's very much, like, widely accepted and very normal for him Mm -hmm. to just be like, from a young age, like, I like boys. Like, that's, wow, that's so, like, I hope the future is just like this. Yeah. I think the future definitely is going to happen that way because how I see it is that so many people have that mindset and say, let's focus on that way of thinking. I think it's more about, like, hey, this is a great way to think about. Why don't we focus in on that way? And you see a lot of people admitting to being, I like boys and, and other people, rather than getting excited or happy about the news, they're just like, that's cool. We still love you. And then moving on to the next day, like nothing happened. And the only thing that they gathered was just a simple piece of information. And that's a pretty cool thing to have, hopefully have one day because people are still trying to achieve that, that psychological way of thinking. Aspiring to that level of normalcy. Yeah, exactly. Well, something that, that, you know, I've talked to friends about before is that the main goal of a social justice movement, such as the queer rights movement is to eventually render its need obsolete. So not even having to come out because it's just accepted. Oh, he's with a dude. He's obviously attracted to men. Okay. You know, that could mean gay. It could mean bi. It could mean pan. It could be anything. Who cares? Just matters that he's happy and in a healthy relationship. That's the end goal. Crystal, I believe you said mundane. (laughs) Make it mundane. That's the whole point. So if, you know... It's it's great that Nico was living in a culture where he's just like, eh, like boys. And just as Carl said, just becomes a factoid, you move on. Well, if you also think about Nico growing up, he has Aunt Josie. He has Uncle Kellen. Like, he's growing up with these influences where, you know, it's just typical. It's normal. Versus Kellen in the past because it's a different generation, maybe they weren't talking about it as much. Maybe people weren't open about coming out. You know, a lot of us are older than Jacob. So, you know, when we're growing up, people didn't talk about their sexual orientation. Um, You know, in media, actors, actresses, they don't share it because they think it's going to cause them to lose jobs, you know, pigeonhole them into, you know, I can't play this straight character because I'm gay and everyone's going to, quote, not believe it anymore. So, you know, it's just like 
decades in the making where you have more and more people in your life who, you know, are part of the LGBTQIA plus community, whereas like 20, 30 years when we jump back in time, you know, some people are still worried about telling their parents. You know, there was that line about Asian homophobia. We didn't really quite touch on that. That was Kellen's parents, too. Yeah. Um, like, Kellen didn't come out to his parents yet. You know, he came out to John's mom. So I don't know, maybe there may be an episode It's that, you know, he does that. It could go either way. You know, I don't know how many of you have friends who have come out where, you know, their parents just stop talking to them. I live in Texas, so oh. that's, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That is, unfortunately, the norm. <laughs> Man. Among most of the LGBT. Norm. Wow. And this is from the chat. An excellent point. This is just in the U.S. There are still countries that criminalize homosexuality. Mostly African countries do see it as a criminal offense. I don't remember where, but I think... uh, There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of places. Uh, But I do know that there are places where legally you can kill a member of the LGBTQ community with no repercussions. I want to say that it is Uganda. I wonder if those communities are really heavily religious-based, and if, you know, their religious sects aren't open, then maybe the government's not open. I don't... They're I'm heavily colonized. They're heavily yeah. colonized. I'm going to put that out there. They A lot of it was learned from... We could do it's a whole episode in and of itself is the the spread yes. of, of homophobia via via colonization. Um, but unfortunately, we cannot get into that because that is a an entire college level course, and b we are needing to wrap up. So, does anyone have any final thoughts about what we learned this episode? This has been a great talk. I always this love was so cool. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoy speaking with you after every episode. Because these are conversations that need to be happening. Acceptance is a wonderful thing. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Yeah, I love this episode. Yeah, this was so fun. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Cold Cuts is based on an original idea by our writing partner, Declan Grogan. Our music is by Vincenzo Torsiello. How'd You Survive the 21st Century is written by E and O. We do this every Saturday at 8 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. And every Tuesday, the videos get posted on YouTube and the audio is available on all streaming platforms. You can follow us on all media networks at Platform Prodco, P-L-A-T-F-O-R-M-P-R-O-D-C-O. And don't forget to subscribe because we're a Twitch affiliate now. So thank you so much to everybody. This has been, as usual, a really wonderful talk and we will see you next week.